You're listening to the Storyteller Series from The Salvation Army. For more information or to share your questions and comments, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. The Book of Acts, Chapter 24 Five days later, the high priest Ananias went down to Caesarea with some of the elders and a lawyer named Tertullus, and they brought their charges against Paul before the governor. When Paul was called in, Tertullus presented his case before Felix. We have enjoyed a long period of peace under you, and your foresight has brought about reforms in this nation. Everywhere and in every way, most excellent Felix, we acknowledge this with profound gratitude. But in order not to weary you further, I will request that you be kind enough to hear us briefly. We have found this man to be a troublemaker, stirring up riots among the Jews all over the world. He is a ringleader of the Nazarene sect and even tried to desecrate the temple, so we seized him. By examining him yourself, you will be able to learn the truth about all these charges we are bringing against him. The other Jews joined in the accusation, asserting that these things were true. When the governor motioned for him to speak, Paul replied, I know that for a number of years you have been a judge over this nation, so I gladly make my defense. You can easily verify that no more than 12 days ago I went up to Jerusalem to worship. My accusers did not find me arguing with anyone at the temple or stirring up a crowd in the synagogues or anywhere else in the city, and they cannot prove to you the charges they are now making against me. However, I admit that I worship the God of our ancestors as a follower of the way, which they call a sect. I believe everything that is in accordance with the law and that is written in the prophets, and I have the same hope in God as these men themselves have, that there will be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. So I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and man. After an absence of several years, I came to Jerusalem to bring my people gifts for the poor and to present offerings. I was ceremonially clean when they found me in the temple courts doing this. There was no crowd with me, nor was I involved in any disturbance. But there were some Jews from the province of Asia who ought to be here before you and bring charges if they have anything against me. Or these who are here should state what crime they found in me when I stood before the Sanhedrin. Unless it was this one thing I shouted as I stood in their presence. It is concerning the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial before you today. Then Felix, who was well acquainted with the way, adjourned the proceedings. When Lysias, the commander, comes, he said, I will decide your case. He ordered the centurion to keep Paul under guard, but to give him some freedom and permit his friends to take care of his needs. Several days later, Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish. He sent for Paul and listened to him as he spoke about faith in Christ Jesus. As Paul talked about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and said, That's enough for now. You may leave. When I find it convenient, I will send for you. At the same time, he was hoping that Paul would offer him a bribe, so he sent for him frequently and talked with him. When two years had passed, Felix was succeeded by Porcius Festus, but because Felix wanted to grant a favor to the Jews, he left Paul in prison. So here we are in chapter 24, and Paul um, has been accused. He is under trial, and now he's being moved uh, to to Felix, uh, to uh, another governor, 
to um to sit before to sit before trial. Uh, I was looking and seeing, and I don't know what y'all's thoughts are on this, um, but I saw it in verse five where it says they found this man to be a plague, a creator of dissension among the Jews throughout the world, and the re- ringleader, the sect of the Nazarenes. And I'm just like, time and time again, you know, as we've gone through this book, we've seen we've seen that Paul, you know, is not the troublemaker. Right. Uh, but here he's being he's being uh, accused as as that as the ringleader and plague of dissension. What are you what are your thoughts on that? Have you experienced that where you, you're trying to bring a good news or you're trying to bring, you know, a word or you're trying to bring peace and people see you as an opposition? Well, surely, I mean, people in the Bible and like us nowadays, humanity, like there's even though so much time has passed and there's been so many developments and the world has changed so much innately, I feel like humanity is the same now as we were then. Like our tendencies are completely the same. And I feel as though we're witnessing um, in this trial, this like trumped up false trial um of Paul before Felix. And you've got these, um, uh, Jews that are assembling this like ridiculous case against him saying all kinds of stuff that they feel has the essence of truth. But we know standing on this side of history, it was not Paul's heart or his intention. And it wasn't, um, the will of God. Uh, the will of God was to bring freedom. Um, not that he was a ringleader, of a sect and he was trying to desecrate the temple and all these things that the Jews were saying to Felix. And um, one of the things that is interesting to me as I read through this is that they were so opposed to Paul because he was disrupting. He was disrupting their reality. He was um, disturbing their presence, like their ways. And I mean, we know it wasn't Paul's plan that he figured out himself, that he was moved by the spirit of God, by the testimony of Jesus and the power of God in his own life, that he couldn't even be silent. And uh, I think it's so interesting, uh, even in our own experience um, with the Salvation Army uh, in our early days, like there was great opposition to um, the salvation, the early salvationists. Um, in those uh, early days in Victorian England, because they were bringing about a change for the sake of the gospel. And it was disturbing the reality, the comfort and the way of life that the pub owners and the pimps. And and so what we find is people that are like, this can't continue. We got to get this Paul guy out of here. And so they bring him before Felix and they have this big song and dance Uh, that we see of all these things they try to throw at Paul. And we see in verse 10, when it's Paul's turn, he's like, you know what? I gladly make my defense. He is not worried at all. And then he just goes to town and he straight up um, lays it all out, the gospel before um, Felix. But one of the things that I wanted to really touch on that was meaningful for me is we find that as the chapter comes to a close, that Felix himself, um, does never makes a decision about Paul. Um, and commentators say it's because he wanted to um, delay his decision so as not to appear to oppose Jesus. And uh, 
I think about how many people, even nowadays, they respond to the gospel that way. Even now, hundreds and thousands of years later, that we still can be direct with people, uh, be very open about the gospel, the gospel message given in lots of different ways. And people will delay their decision because they don't want us to look like they're saying no. Um, and I feel like even in our evangelism, even in the here and now as the church, is something that we not only should be aware of, but have a response to as we are sharing the good news of Jesus. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with a friend. You can subscribe to the Storyteller series on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or your own favorite podcast store. For more information, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org.